about patience. And we're thinking about patience as we come to this, the final uh, series of uh, the book of James. He's talking about having patience in a time of trial. He was writing to the church at a time when uh, things were pretty tough for them. They were going through trials, through temptations, through uh, persecution. And he says, we've got, to, we've got to be patient. We've got to trust God to bail us out of this difficult time. Let me read uh, this uh, passage of scripture that you have in your bulletin if you want to follow along. And uh, maybe it'll be on the screen as well. Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. This was one of the concerns of the early church. They were eager for Jesus to return, and they thought it would be something that would happen very quickly because Jesus had been arrested, and in a very short time he was, he was uh, crucified, and in a short time he was, rose again from the dead, and in a short time he uh, ascended into heaven. So that, that pace that had been established it's understandable that they would expect in the next thing in this episode is uh, Jesus returning, uh, the second coming of Christ. Uh, that obviously has not been the case, but they were encouraged to be patient during this, uh, this time, especially those who were in the process of being persecuted. Uh, but we continue uh, here. See how the farmer uses it as an example of farmer. Wait for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and spring rains. You too, be patient and stand firm. That's John's message for us today. Be patient and stand firm because the Lord's coming is near. James believed it was coming uh, near himself. Don't grumble against one another, brothers and sisters, or you will be judged. The judge is standing at the door. Notice that judge is with a capital J. The God is standing at the door to judge it. Brothers and sisters, as an example of patience in the face of suffering, take the prophets who spoke in the name of our Lord. And then moving to the 13th. Is anyone among you in trouble? Let him pray. Is anyone happy? Let them sing songs of praise, just like we were doing in the last uh, 30 minutes or so. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well. The Lord will raise them up. If they sin, they'll be forgiven. Therefore, confess your sins to one another. Pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. What a, what a great message that he sends uh, out to the church of that day scattered around the Mediterranean. Uh, you pardon me, I'm fighting a cold and I'm, I've got this bad sniffle, so please apologize in, in advance. It's amazing when you begin to study how often the word patience appears in the scripture. They are constantly being admonished to be patient with what's going on around them. That's true of several cases. For example, Galatians, we're familiar with the fruit of the Spirit, and so it's joy, love, peace, patience, etc., etc. It appears there. 
It also appears many other places. Romans 2, 4. Don't show contempt for the riches of God's kindness, tolerance, patience, not realizing that God's kindness leads to repentance. And it's amazing how, how this, this flow of, of how character is built through the difficulty. Listen to the fifth chapter of Romans. Suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance is a synonym for patience. Uh, suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character. Character, hope. And again, it's uh, listed in, in uh, Second Peter. He says, make every effort to add to your, your faith goodness, and to goodness, knowledge, and to knowledge, self-control, to self-control, perseverance, or patience, and to perseverance or patience, godliness, and godliness, brotherly kindness. So the scripture is filled with opportunities for us to be encouraged to build a practice of an attitude of patience, and not an easy thing to do. I began to wonder, well, just exactly what is a, a definition of patience? And the dictionary says, the capacity to accept or tolerate daily trouble or suffering without getting angry or upset. Based on that definition, how you do it, are you, would you say you're pretty much an impatient person or pretty much a, a patient person. Uh, you know, we preachers very often preach ourselves under conviction. And when I preach a sermon on patience, it, it's a sermon that is preached on convicting myself of not being more patient. Uh, in fact, our senior pastor had the nerve to say something about being patient and driving a car and pointing his finger right at me. <laughs> I don't know why. Yes, I do, because I'm not. It's like, it's like the man whose car broke down at the green light, traffic light, and he kept trying to crank, no, no, and he heard the car behind him, beep, beep, beep. You know. And he, after this went on for a little while, he got out of his car, he walked back to the car behind him and said, how about we do this? You go see if you can get my car cranked and I'll stay back here and blow your horn. <laughs> Sometimes we need somebody to blow the horn for us to keep us moving. Another definition. Quality of being patient as, a, as the bearing of provocation, annoyance, misfortune, or pain without complaint, Loss of temper or irritation or the like. That's pretty tall, tall order. Particularly if we find ourselves regularly getting into situations that require a lot of uh, temptation. Someone has said that two things define you. Two things. Your patience when you have nothing and your attitude when you have everything. A moment of patience and a moment of anger saves you from hundreds of moments of regret or having to often apologize for how we acted when patience was called for and we could not deliver. Benjamin Franklin said, he that can have patience can have what he will. 
There was a young man described a situation with a, a young lady, and he said, I told her I'd wait forever for her, but then that was before I found somebody else to give me a ride home. <laughs> be, be careful where you place your patience. When we're tempted to lose patience with someone, we need to remember how patient God is with us. And remember that it takes six months to build a Rolls Royce and only six hours to build a Toyota. Patience is required for that which is grand and great and wonderful and, and powerful. And it, and it does, provides for us what we need in growing in our, our spiritual lives. Someone has raised the question, how can a society that exists on standard mashed potatoes, packaged cake mixes, frozen dinners, instant cameras, email, Instagram, how can we teach them about pathetic, uh, patient, being patient as a young person. We have learned to be, we've been conditioned to instant gratification. We don't want to have to wait on good things. We want it to come in immediately. Somebody said the key to everything is patience. You get the chicken by hatching the egg, not by smashing it. There are four ways we can experience that patience. There's patience, there's perseverance, there's persistence, and there is perspiration, which comes finally. Joyce Myers, a TV uh, teacher, preacher, uh, talks about it in this way. I believe that a trusty, trusting attitude and patience go hand in hand. You see, when you let go and learn to trust God, it releases joy in your life. Remember, uh, James started out talking about joy in that first uh, sentence. You see, when you let go and learn to trust God, it releases joy in your life. And when you trust God, you're able to be more patient. Patience is not just waiting for something. It's about how we wait and the attitude while, wait, while we're waiting. Uh, call out, if you will, help me here, several situations that, require a lot of patience. Adoption. <laughs> Keep going. Did anybody mention a waiting room of a doctor's office? Uh, one of them will be just driving the, the hills and speed bumps of River North. That's a big one for me. <laughs> You, you think of your own and where, where your difficulty may be. It may be something that is not, most of what we just named was relatively frivolous, but what if it's something that's really, really heavy with you? You've had a biopsy. You're waiting for the result. You've got a, a child that is struggling with some issue in his, her life. You're praying for God to intervene in that young life, and it doesn't seem to be happening. 
Quite often patience is required when we don't feel like God's really paying attention. We wonder why he doesn't answer. We agonize on our needs for God's help and doesn't seem to come. But I want to take time to per, per, let you remember what you already know. Three ways God answers prayer. First of all, God says yes in prayer. The second is God says no. You're praying for the wrong thing. What you're asking is not what you need. And then there's a third. What's the third? We got a yes and a no. What's the third one? Wait, not yet. In due time, the case may be. And we've all been in those kinds of experiences in our lives. It's important for us to realize that trusting God as the one who is in control of everything, ultimately he is in control of everything, and he can be trusted to do what needs to be done for us. To find it is difficult. A young man in a church was struggling with that problem in his life, too impatient, and there was a Older gentleman, very devout man who just seemed to have the peace of God radiating from him. And he went to him and said, I, I'm really struggling with this matter of, of, of uh, impatience and I wish you would pray for me. Would you, would you do that? He said, sure, I'll do that. And they went over to the side and the old man put his arm around the shoulder of the young man and he said, Lord, send this man tribulation in the morning. And Lord, send this boy tribulation in the afternoon. And the young man said, hey, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. You didn't understand. I'm, I'm, I'm asking for patience. And the man said, ah, but we learn patience by going through tribulation. I often say to people, don't ever ask God to give you patience because there's only one way you can get it and earn it is to be put into a situation that requires it, and we would not want to do that. I may have shared uh, with Linda, and I have a, a little code system. For example, if we're in grocery store or some other retail place like Walmart, Kmart, long lines, you know, sometimes we... We wonder we're there, we're standing in this long line, and we can see all of these uh, people who should be cashiers and are, and are not, and who are not operating their, those lines to move, to move forward. Uh, Lynn and I have a, a way of, a sign way of communicating with us. When we get into that situation, we, we use this. And what that represents is sandpaper. There's certain temptations that come to us in form of large blocks, big meaningful things, but sometimes it's just the little sandpaper situations that get us when we allow ourselves to be impatient. I think it'd be true to say that 
one of the ways we can measure our spiritual growth is how well we're handling those impatient situations in our lives. If we find ourselves over and over and over overreacting in a, that kind of situation, we know that uh, something is hindering our growth in Jesus Christ. But he gives to us what we need in that time. Sometimes we may mistaken in a hole in our relationship with God, mistaken God's patience with God's blessing. And several of these places, James and, and other uh, passages, talk about this business of waiting for God, that, that God is not bringing the second of Christ. He's not bringing his world to a halt because God's patience is God's way of saving us. He's given us time to respond to his call for repentance and therefore to use our lives for his credit and for his glory. Don't mistake God's patience for his favor or his blessing. Three things that are helpful to understand how we can develop patience. The 15th chapter of John is that passage about uh, Jesus says, I am the vine, you are the branch. And if you abide in me, then you will bear fruit. Abiding in Christ through our devotional life, through corporate worship, which we are experiencing, we learn to take on the character of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, who was, of course, tremendously patient. The second thing is we can, we can slow down. Often I find that the times when I'm struggling most with the issue of patience or impatience is because I'm trying to be on a different schedule than somebody else or everybody else, wife included. And, but God provides for us a signal to show down. The Sabbath day created the world and everything in it in six days, and then he rests on the Sabbath day, something that we consider doing. If maybe we would not be struggling so with impatience if we would slow down. And then remember that in Second Peter, he is saying that the Lord is not slow in keeping his promise, as some understand in slowness. He is patient with you, not wanting anyone to perish, for everyone come to repentance. Bear in mind that our Lord's patience means salvation. And he comes to us in that way. The scripture says that prayer of a righteous person is powerful and effective. Do we have trouble with God being slow in answering our prayers? We don't get the answer quite as fast as we wish it would. One of the things that I confess tries uh, my patience 
I mentioned earlier about uh, sitting in a doctor's office. And uh, when you get a few years on you, or a few decades, go ahead and sit. Uh, you have to go to the, the doctor long. Main, main thing on my calendar is a doctor's appointments. And you go and you know quite often you have to sit a while. So your po po uh, appointment may be at a certain time. You end up having to wait quite a bit of time. And I wonder how, how to turn that into something that's creative that God can use in a positive, uh, it's, it's a time where you can close your eyes, you can meditate, you can pray. It may be that you need to pray for that issue that we're going to talk about the doctor with. <clears throat> Max Lucado tells a story of how he had a doctor with a, uh, a appointment with a cardiologist, and he noticed that sitting in the waiting room, there was a couple. The older man uh, didn't look like he was doing very well. And every few moments, every little bit, the wife would get up and she would go to the restroom. And you could listen, you could barely hear it, but you could make out that she would sing a verse of great is thy faithfulness. And when she came out of the restroom, there was a change in her look of her countenance. She had gained from that touching of the robe of Jesus in that beautiful song. That help was coming. There was strength that was available. There was a new attitude that God had provided. I'd like for you to think about for just a moment, and then we're going, we're going to close, that, that, that you would designate as your focus point on the impatience, the most impatient place, time, situation you have for just a moment. If you were going to say, I want God to take this impatient situation from me, where would it be? Would it be in terms of uh, your children? Be your spouse? How about those co-workers or boss that you have to put up with? You can, you can make your own uh, list. Now I want us to pray together and the band can come forward if you like doing, doing this. That we give that over to God. That we'll walk forth from here as, as victors in the issue of impatient versus patience. Let us pray. Our Father, we confess that we are all too often impatient. We're impatient with other people. We're impatient with situations. We're impatient with government officials, even presidents. We find in our most intimate relationships our need for greater patience with one another. 
Lord, we know that the answer to this prayer is that you give it to us, that it comes from you, and that we are to trust you in all things, that you bring glory and honor to yourself as the one who provides victory for all his children as they master this pitfall that Satan would put in front of us. Let us have your peace, your patience, your glory, and your honor. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.